Come on. Come on. I'm going to catch a fish this time. I swear to God. I am going to catch. Dan, what are you doing? Dan. Maureen, I'm I'm trying to catch a fish in Stardew Valley. I have caught no fish, and I need a lot of fish to finish the community center. So, okay. All right. Dan, Dan, have you done anything but play Stardew Valley since our episode last week? Um, I slept a little. I have been fishing for 106 hours. Dan, 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 what are you doing? Dan, you're never going to catch a fish. You're not going to catch a fish. Catching fish is impossible. It has to be possible. It's impossible. You've got to snap out of this, Dan. We've got to get back to what... Come on, we gotta get back to the regular episodes. We gotta talk about Trump. Oh, no. No. No, Maureen. I want to stay in Stardew Valley forever. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I'm Dan Sinker. And uh, welcome back to our normally scheduled Says Who's. Last week we snuck a Thanksgiving episode in where it was me and Maureen and the wonderful Helen Rosner talking about Stardew Valley. But we're back now. Yeah, everybody... Uh, <clears throat> thank you for, I also have a cold. So if you hear me sniffing or anything during this, you know, just uh, pretend like it's not happening. Maureen, let me tell you, I am currently in a house where a two-year-old has an ear infection and a 12-year-old has a sinus infection. So I am up for whatever snot you want to send my way. I can handle it. Dan, you sound like you're having fun. Uh, we did a neti pot last night. Have you ever done a neti pot, Maureen? Dan, I've done that four times today. I'm a hippie. Really? Yeah. Oh. I'd never done a neti pot before, and the doctor uh, told my son with the sinus infection, you should maybe try a neti pot. And uh, that was a revelation. Yeah. It shortens your cold. I I feel like I learned more about the human body last night through the path that water travels from one nostril to another than I learned since, like, sex ed in grade school. You had sex ed in grade school? Fifth grade. (gasps) Fifth grade and seventh grade. You kidding me? And then then actual sex sex ed in high school, yeah. Holy, well, oh, I I don't. I don't know to be fair, the only the only thing I remember from sex ed in fifth grade was that we were not supposed to wear tight underpants. Oh my god! Well, we didn't we didn't have that, and our we didn't have it in okay. Here's what we had in high school: we technically had a health class, we had a textbook. I'm not sure we ever had to read it. One time we were shown some anatomy drawings, like the cross-sectional anatomy, and the only like sex ed we got was that one day literally because it was mandated by law when we were seniors the gym teacher was allowed to come in and her name was mrs was it mrs whalen i think and she would come in 
and lock the door and be like, okay, I only get this one period to show you what's in this box. And she would open a box and it was like, it was the box. And she was laughing because she was always like, it's, I think she was Protestant too. Like she was like, I am like the only person in this school that can carry around this box. And I think it's hilarious. Like, let me show you what's in this box, girls. And everyone would like go, ooh, like it was treasure. Like, oh, what's in the box? What's in the box? And here's like, here's like an IUD. It looks like a kind of, looks like a kind of Tasmanian devil squash flat. And then here's, you know, a condom. And like, she would show us all the stuff and everyone, it was like, uh, it was like a Tupperware party or something where everyone's like, ooh, look at too, yes. And then she'd like put the box away and be like, goodbye forever. And she would go. And like, no one would ever, was ever supposed to talk about it. And then in religion, we were taught the natural that we were supposed to follow the natural family planning method, which is the only method the Catholic Church approves of, which is a spin-off of the rhythm method that where you just take your temperature more. I think I don't know. It's all I don't think it's a good idea. I uh, uh, in seventh grade sex ed, they separated the boys from the girls and they brought in an outside speaker, Maureen, for the boys that was going to give us some sort of street smarts sex ed. And uh, let me tell you, they sent a note home to parents the next day apologizing. What happened? I learned a lot that day, Maureen. What What did he tell you? I want to know. <sighs> I... Uh, maybe, maybe we have I'm not an ready. explicit tag on this okay. podcast, okay. but I think we might get further along than we oh, want okay. to if, if right. I were to go there. But it was, it was something. <laughs> I, I still remember that lecture pretty clearly oh my from God. start to finish. Dan, it was we had opposite it was lives. Really something. We really had opposite lives. Oh, but wait here. Here's the thing that connects them both, Dan, because. First of all, I had marriage class taught by a nun as an as a like a full subject in senior year. But, Wait, marriage is a class? Oh, it was mandatory. Oh my goodness. I had a full semester of marriage class in my senior year taught by a nun and I had a workbook and it was called Loving and all I ever did then was to face it and draw angry cartoons in it and I know I have it here somewhere and I cannot find it because I <laughs> I was so angry about this class like I was seething seething with rage about having to take this class. I was resentful every single second. I was like, I could take an actual subject and like get into a better college. But instead, I am sitting here listening to this bullshit. And before that, like this was like our freshman or sophomore year. This was the sex ed advice we were given. We had a nun who said to us, girls, sometimes your boyfriend will be holding your hand and you'll just know that he shouldn't be holding your hand. Wow. And if that happens, reach across your body into your purse and get a Kleenex. Dan, I still don't know what that means. Yeah, I'm, I'm, wait, I, I was right there with it till the Kleenex, what? You'll just know, like, and I suspect that he's turning into a werewolf. <laughs> Wow. Like you Have can... you carried a Kleenex in your purse ever since? I'm carrying like, There'll be a moment where I'll just know. I have a kind of mental note in my head about when you have Kleenex in your purse. Sometimes you just know. And the whole thing was you reach across your body. Like they, you had to have all this prep where you had your purse on the other side and it was full of... Our whole high school experience was like one long riddle. 
it was like I was in <laughs> the Lord of the Rings the whole time. Like everything was like mysterious and hobbity and weird. And I'm still trying to work it out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of marriage, Maureen, you are basically a British citizen. So this was a b- b- big couple of news days for you. Big couple of days for, for us people who are practically English. Listen to me. Yeah. I'm practically English. Hello, I'm Maureen. I'm practically English. That would be a pretty great. Uh, that would be a pretty great book. Practically like a, English. Practically English. Yeah, I I'm, can see it now. Well, that's because I live. My other half is English, and the piece of news we're about to talk about, he does not care about at all. That's very English, though. Oh, it's so English. But he secretly has a whole little Prince Harry shrine, doesn't he? Well, the news is that Prince Harry, Prince Two, the spare, the one that doesn't matter, but he's fine, is getting married. Two. Yeah. And there's more that makes it very exciting. He's getting married to an American who is an actress, and she is also uh, biracial. So yeah. there's a lot of tremendous excitement that the, 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 just the, and she's also been divorced. So like- there's a lot of like barriers that are being kicked down with this particular and it's so it's a it's like a love match and it's and we're getting a princess. We're getting an American princess. We're getting an American princess. Finally. Finally. And I I was like, listen, I said to my other half, thank us because the dollars they're about to shower down on England to see our American princess. Like they're gonna rain from the sky. It's true. Everyone's going to want that royal wedding swag now that we have our own princess. I kind of feel like we've had a lot of princesses. I mean, we, we had invented Grace. Disney. We had Princess Grace of Monaco, who was from Philadelphia. And now we have Princess Meghan, who I don't think will be a princess, but whatever. Princess Anna of Arendelle. We have Princess Jasmine of whatever Middle Eastern sort of racist stereotype country the Aladdin took place in. We have Princess Belle, who married a super boring guy, even though she was in love with the beast that held her hostage. We have a lot of princesses, Maureen. Dan, when we go to Disney World, don't tell me that you're not going to want to have one of those princess, you know, special breakfasts in the castle. Oh, Oh, I'm there, Maureen. Well, yeah, that's what I thought. I am there. That's what I thought. I'm there. I have insisted on a uh, Anna and Elsa Frozen character meet every time we've gone to Disney. <laughs> that's, that's, there he is. He's back. Dan's yeah. back on So board. is that, do you get, in, in England, do they get character meets with the princesses there? Yeah. Is that a thing they get to do? Yeah, when you go to England, you can schedule a, like a meet and greet with, um, uh, with Harry, sometimes with William, um, and any of like the kind of lesser ones, like the really dumb ones, like Andrew, yeah. and yeah, they they usually they usually are just kind of hanging around at stores. Um, oh, nice! Like near the entrance, a lot of times, and you can just kind of get your picture taken with them. Oh, that sounds so. That sounds great. It's like you just live in a Disney castle. One time, Oscar told me that. Uh, He's because he's always like, I don't care. I don't care. He's very, and I'm like, that's so, it's so, it's fancy not to care about, you know, it's very, it's yeah. very classy. And he, he, apparently they had one of the royals in their car. 
What? Yeah, like he had, he went to- Just like couldn't get rid of him? He got into the car one day and there was a royal there? You're surprisingly close to the to the truth. Uh, he where, where he went to school because Oscar's fancy. Uh, they played rugby with one of the uh, you know other fancy schools and one of I think it was Zara. Like she got hurt on the sports field and like she ended up in the back of Oscar's family car because they were taking her somewhere or something. And anyway, that's his brush with royalty. Is that they'll be like Zara was in the car once. This is uh, not my brush with royalty, but um, when uh, my son, who's now 12, was seven, I think, somewhere around there, uh, me and Janice and him went to London. I had work there, and uh, they came along, and they went to a very fancy toy store in London, and they were trying to leave, and there was a huge, like- Was it Hamley's, or- Yes, yes. I think that is it, yes. It's it's just like the one- Yes, there was a big like kerfuffle at the entrance and a huge masses of people and they were like, oh my God, I think it's a royal coming in because what else would make a big kerfuffle? And uh, they kind of craned their necks and tried to go see the royals and it turned out it was Kim Kardashian and Kanye West and Northwest. <laughs> so that's their brush with royalty. Oh my gosh. The first family of America. Well, now we have a princess, and um, I, you know what I think, Dan? What? I, I think we should do a royal, uh, a podcast with some royal wedding commentary. Ooh, I'm in. Yeah, there you go. I'm in. It'll Let's, be. We, we wake up at like three in the morning and do a live stream. Oh, yeah, it'll be, and it'll be, it'll be springtime. It'll be nice again. I love it. Cause you know I love what, it. You know what, Dan? Do you, I have, and I've been very... I have seasonal affective disorder, which means I have a lot of trouble this time of year. So um, the thought of spring is just making me super, super, I'm like, yes, please, spring. And a princess in spring. Oh, princess in spring. That's another name for a book. Actually, the name of the book I heard in that is Princess Dan, which is now a book I actually want to write. I'm in. I'm in for that. But let me tell you, I also didn't care about the royal family until I read today that it is highly likely that Prince Harry is going to not invite the Trumps to his wedding. And then I was all, the House of Windsor? I'm in. Yeah. Bring it on. I'm a member of the House of Windsor now. Dan Sinker, publisher of Punk Planet, suddenly super into royalty. Love it. I'm in. I bought the crown. I bought the scepter. I got one of those red velvet robes with the like zebra f- foam around it. I'm, I'm gonna, in. I'm gonna make sure um, when Oscar goes over to try to get us a tin of royal wedding cookies. They they always sell like commemorative tins and things like that. I want as much of that as possible. Yeah, I want to yeah. fill the house with it. This has got to be England's like Brexit plan. They're like, this is it. Yeah. This is the Our best. economy this just is, quadrupled. It's the best they've got because they it is not going well. No, no. So, uh, in in another note, Dan, let's of, just keep talking about princesses. Well, let's let's let's. I I will talk about the princess known as is Pocahontas in the Disney princess pantheon. Oh, she might be. I don't know. 
I don't. I'm know not th- sure how she would be, but I think she's included. I don't know the Disney princess pantheon. Oh man. Okay, Maureen. I'm opening up a tab. Disney princesses. <laughs> Here we are. Others. Uh, I mean, for example, I've never seen The Lion King. Right. I know I... that they they specifically created a series of uh of rules, one of which is they have to be human. Which is why the Lion King is not a princess. The I've Lion never, King I've Lion. never seen Aladdin. That is definitely a princess. I have never seen I think the only one I've seen is the Little Mermaid. That one's terrible. What are the but others? I'm, I don't I'm I don't even know very... what the others are. Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you from DisneyPrincess.wikia.com, the original eight princesses consisted of Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, Belle, Jasmine, Pocahontas, and Mulan. Wait, was, oh, is, who's Jasmine? Uh, Jasmine from Aladdin. Okay, Jasmine, Jasmine. Jasmine. And then Belle is from Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Which I, I don't know if I saw that. I don't think I it's saw that. It's all right. He holds her hostage and she gets Stockholm Syndrome. She falls in love with him. It's a good me- it's a good it's a it's a message movie, Maureen. Is it just is it just Phantom of the Opera kind of? Yes. Okay. Except it's Beauty and the Beast. All right. And there's a teapot. I know there's a teapot. Yep, there is a teapot. Uh Aurora? Who the fuck is Aurora? I don't know who Aurora is. Aurora is a suburb of Chicago. I Oh, a- that is the name of Sleeping Beauty in Sleeping Beauty. Is it? Yes, but they have since added Tiana, Rapunzel, and Meridia. Who are, I mean, I know who Rapunzel is. And it is expected that Princess Moana from Moana will join the lineup. Well, I want to see Moana. That's the only one I actually want to see. Moana's great. I don't see movies. I just saw Wonder Woman. I still haven't seen Wonder Woman. Oh, it's so, Dan, I don't know who was crying, but sure it wasn't me. Oh, I I assume that when I finally see Wonder Woman that I will cry like a baby the whole time. I really was moved by it in a way that I was not expecting, and I was like, it's finally a movie for us, which is a superhero, and it was like that. I'm still trying to figure out, oh, Pocahontas is a, the princess of her tribe. That's why. That's why. That makes sense. Okay, I feel like we've done a very good job of avoiding. I I just want to avoid. I want to avoid it all this week. I don't. Want, I know. I don't want to go back, Dan. I don't. Driving want to... this truck right in, Maureen. You're like driving it right in. You ever see that driving movie? Driving the truck right into the building. The Stephen King movie with the possessed truck that chases you and not like you. Maximum guy, overdrive. And the guy keeps running, and the truck just keeps trying to run him over. Yeah. That's what this feels like. It is. All right. What is it? <sighs> this is a tweet. From Eric Trump, sent this morning, the 28th, the irony of an ABC reporter, parentheses, whose parent company Disney has profited nearly half a billion dollars on the movie Pocahontas, inferring that the name is offensive, is truly staggering to me. So did you know all these these months, these many months, year and a bit of Donald Trump calling Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. As a compliment. He meant that as a compliment because the movie has made so much money. And, of course, we are referring to the fact that while Trump was meeting with some... The Navajo code talkers. The, Nav- the, the people who gave this amazing service during World War II 
Um, yeah. The last remaining Navajo code talkers, of which there are a just a few. I saw I saw one of them speak a few years ago, and it was amazing. But he very recently died. Trump did a, a ceremony to honor the Navajo code talkers who essentially helped to win World War II by having the only code in all of the theaters that was never broken because they simply spoke straight up Navajo to each other. Um, I love the story of the Navajo code talkers, Maureen. It is one of my favorite of all stories. Um, anyway, he had them to the to the White House to honor them and in the process managed to insult them and Elizabeth Warren and drop the his nickname of Pocahontas right on everyone's heads. He all, is a all under a picture of Andrew Jackson. Oh yes, that too, who murdered a shit ton of Indians. So that was a bummer. That was terrible. But he is a this is, Eric Trump is a dumb human being. They're not smart. They are just I mean it's, they are it's it's I don't I wanna go back, Dan. I wanna go back to start. I know. Can I interrupt really quick? Yeah. I got married in Stardew Valley, Maureen. You did? I did. I gave the mermaid pendant to Leah, the artist. We're very happy. We just had a baby. (gasps) Damn, this is all so fast. It it came up quick. It came up quick. It mostly boiled down to when Helen talked about being married, I decided I needed to get married pronto. See that it 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 stirred the opposite in me. That's okay. That's okay. Stardew meets you where you are. Stardew meets you where you are. But I bet you once you get wrapped up in the royal wedding, Maureen, you're gonna be thinking you could bring a little royal wedding to your farm in Stardew. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Can I can I also just say in terms of Trump tweets. And one of the things about the last couple weeks is I feel like I've really dropped away from the news for a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, There's just been life and stuff. And it just I feel like we're in the water now. You know, there was that that whole analogy of it would be like the the frog that the the, the frog that boils to death because the water gets warmer and warmer. And it turns out if you put a frog in really warm water. Um, it actually hops out. So uh, it doesn't boil. It gets out. So I feel like uh, I kind of hopped out for a little bit. But I yeah. I did notice a tweet from the president yesterday that, I don't know, Dan, it just, just made me have some feelings. Um, he wrote, We should have a contest as to which of the networks, plus CNN and not including Fox, is the most dishonest, corrupt, and or distorted in its political coverage of your favorite president, parenthetical, me. They are all bad. Winner to receive the fake news trophy. I feel like we need to break this down because as you, I'm po- in. As you pointed out, this is a game with super complicated rules. It's true. So he wants to have a contest in which most of the networks, capitalized networks... So I'm guessing that means ABC, CBS, NBC, plus yeah. plus CNN, right? But not including Fox. But not Fox. But not Fox. That's my favorite part. Is where he's like, 
Not including Fox. Not including Fox. That's a pretty big asterisk in your network's news network's uh, contest. So I, I assume MSNBC comes under networks. Um, so CNN not a network? Is that so, so whole quite like holy cow, Maureen? I just opened a tab that is auto playing of music. I God, why are news sites so terrible? Sorry, what? <laughs> That was insane. You okay? Okay, now. I thought for a second I was having an out-of-body experience because I was just staring at this tweet and suddenly, like, orchestral music (laughs) welled up in my ears. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I died for a moment. Man. All right, I'm back. Yeah, so have a contest. Okay. Which of the networks, plus CNN, not including Fox. Is the most okay. dishonest, comma, corrupt, and or distorted. So is it three contests? Is it like the, is it like that Triwizard tournament where it's like three wings of competition? Like there's a dishonesty, there's a corruption and the, and or distorted. I, I, is it then there's two? Yeah. Is it corrupt and or distorted? It's in its political coverage of your favorite president, parenthetical, me, that's when my soul left my body, Dan. My favorite part about that was he he made a reference to your favorite president a week or two ago in tweets. You made you might have been uh uh in hopping out of the water at that moment. Uh where he also included that phrasing of your favorite president and he did not include the me in parenthetical and all of the responses were like, Why is he talking about Teddy Roosevelt? What's he got against uh, you know, JFK? Um and so this time he was like, I need to I'm talking about me. In case you no, me. I don't feel good. It's a confusing contest. I would assume that it's more of a tally thing. Right. Like because you're talking about a like, I don't know if you're taking a week of coverage, then aren't you? You've got like three columns and you're tallying it up as it goes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you deal with the and slash or. I don't know. All I know is that when I saw that and didn't think much of it, I realized just what this year had done to me. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah. And maybe it's not a bad thing. It's that we are adapting. It's not a bad thing because we have to live in the world, right? And it's, yeah, we're all like, I don't know why I'm stuck on seventh grade, but I remember learning in seventh grade about the pigeons in London. It was when we were learning about evolution and uh, that there were pigeons in London that were white and then London was super, uh, super polluted and the white ones started dying out and the ones that were a little bit like spotted or speckled or dark gray or whatever lived because they matched the color of the pollution. Um, like it is an adaptation. We otherwise were all the white pigeons that are dying out in London. Right. Um, but it also like it makes me think about back in the you know halcyon days of february where people were like don't let things be normalized don't let it normalize and it's like how do you not is this like this is like seeing this seeing him be, to be like the president of the united states being like the winner will receive the fake news trophy and just be like oh jesus uh, this is a shitty monday right um yeah that's norm that's that's what normalization feels like is to be like good god all right next yeah 
I, but refreshingly, I definitely don't think it's okay. It's if anything, it's just oh, yeah. it's just yeah. a crystal now. It's just a crystal of bullshit that it just <sighs> the bullshit crystal. Now that's a good Disney movie. That is. I loved the Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal was not a Disney movie at the time. Was it was it? a Muppet. It was a Henson <sighs> movie. Yeah, I loved that movie so much. But you know, like there's the Skeksis. There, uh, there may be good things coming up because throughout this whole period, quietly in the background, the Mueller investigations continue. It's true. The big pre-Thanksgiving news is that Michael Flynn, who is uh, clearly as dirty as the day is long. Ah, uh, he he has he, he apparently his lawyers and Trump's lawyers had a, a information sharing agreement, and his lawyer said we are no longer going to share information with you, which was apparently the first indicator. And now there have been a few more that uh, Flynn is talking. Oh. How the Flynn bird sings! It can't come soon enough. Maybe maybe as a beautiful Christmas present. We'll get some sort of another indictment or remember, remember the, remember the indictment, Dan? Remember when we got the indictment? That was a good day. Oh, God. Those were good days. Oh, so good. <sighs> Look, it's. It's like a spa. It's like that part in. The indictment spa. In Stardew where you go to the spa and the little thing whoops your clothes off and then you go for a swim and you come back with all your energy. It is like that. You know who else was at the spa? Donald Trump. He went to Mar-a-Lago. He has not been to Mar-a-Lago in a long time, Maureen. Well, it's not the season. Now it's the season again. Tis the season for Mar-a-Lago. He was there for a whole week. He golfed every day. He actually admitted to golfing one day, which I believe is the first time he has said he is golfing. And that's because he was golfing with Tiger Woods. Mm. He does have a... a, a... Uh, in, on our last real episode, Maureen, I talked about the project that I've started called the Trump Poop Watch. Yes. And I found it very cathartic and uh, nice mind kind of numbing work to uh, over the course of uh, the last couple weeks as Janice has been recovering from breast cancer surgery when I've needed to kind of just put my brain on hold. I have been building out an archive of... Every visit that Trump has had to one of his own properties uh, over the last 11 months now. That is a crazy fucking list, Maureen. Yeah, I saw it. It was last night. I finally reached February 3rd, which was his first visit to uh, to one of his properties. And uh, it is, I can scroll, and I just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. You know, someone someone from England that I know asked me because she doesn't know anybody that supports Trump. And she's like, I don't understand how. What do they say? And I had to think for a long time. And I was I it was particularly about this tweet about the networks and the contest and the your favorite president thing. And the best I could come up with is that. And I'm just distilling what's what's out there. But the people see him as a surrogate for realness. And sure, he talks shit constantly and says crazy things because he's a real guy, a real guy who perpetually denies reality. Like, 
I'm not golfing, or, as we got today, maybe the excess Hollywood tape isn't real. Oh, my I word. I saw that that had, a, had a quite an impact on you when he was speculating that... I just had to, I had to look mm. away. That was a moment where my, my little froggy soul hopped right out of that boiling water. Yeah, we're being gaslit pretty badly. Uh, yeah, the, it's, the yeah. lights are flickering, everybody. They really are flickering. It's not just you guys. We call it gaslit because of gaslights in people's houses? Is that no, why? because there's, a, there's would... a movie called Gaslight. Oh, I don't know this. Yes, there is a movie, and actually it starred Angela Lansbury, and it's from the 30s or 40s, and it's about a man who is trying to drive his wife insane. And one of the things that he does is he has the lights. It's an old house, and he has it's. I think it's set in the late 1800s, and he has the gas lights flicker and go up and down. And she says, "Like, did you see the the house, the lights flicker?" And he says, "No, I don't. I don't see anything." It's literally about Whoa. the. It's it's a film. It's called Gaslight, and um, yeah, it's about a man who's trying to drive his light, wife insane by um, making stuff happen in the house and then pretending like it's not happening. I wish you could see my jaw. My jaw is dropped really? right now, Maureen. Yes, I had no idea. I was assumed because um, leaking gas, natural gas in uh, in houses, because homes used to be lit by having you know open gas flames in your house, um, drove a lot of people crazy. And in fact, that one of the theories for why people think that like spiritualism and ghosts and stuff like that took a big jump in the late uh, 1800s is because um, there were like you would begin to hallucinate from gas leaks in your house that nope this is a yeah this is about a man who is trying to basically hide a bunch of criminal activities from his wife wow and he does it by trying to drive her insane um and he does it to Angela Lansbury. No, he does it to uh, Angela Lansbury. Plays, uh, I believe, she plays a maid. And uh, so, uh, let's see here. Uh, the many interests. Uh, Paula hears footsteps coming from above her in the sealed attic and sees the gaslights dim and brighten for no apparent reason. George suggests that these are all figments of Paula's imagination. So. Wow. And it, I am I have learned I have learned on says who today. Yeah, and that's what gaslighting. It means doing something to make somebody intentionally and then denying it's not happening to make someone think they're going crazy. Right. I mean, I, I certainly I know what the I just never yep. knew what the the I, wow. Yep. It's a good movie. I always thought it was because of the belief. And he in says, ghosts. Paula, you're so crazy. And uh, my friend's name is Paula. And so she always says, Paula, you're so crazy. So. Can you do the rest of the show with the for that French accent? I can. Oh, perfect. Hello, says who? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh. Hello, Dan. It's me. Oh Lord, that will never not do, be entertaining to me. Do you feel so? How do you feel, Dan? I I feel actually a bit like I'm gaslighting myself right now because my monitor keeps turning on and off. <laughs> Dan, your monitor is fine. Oh no. Did you oh, get the no. money from our sponsor? Is uh, Blue Apron sponsors? Says who podcast? Uh, 
They do sponsor us, right? No. No, they don't, Maureen. Those, those checks are coming in. The only thing we're going to get from Blue Apron is a cease and desist order. I don't think so, Dan. I don't think so. Should we see what recipes they have this week? No. It's all no. garbage. Let's see. Oh, Christmas week, they are offering uh, tomato and spaghetti and tomato sauce, mushroom and potato tacos. That sounds terrible. Potato tacos? Oh, can I just for a second, Maureen? Sure. Last week was Thanksgiving. Yep. On our Thanksgiving special, I talked about how we were going to have Thanksgiving tacos for uh, dinner. And I included the link to Thanksgiving tacos in last week's show notes. And let me tell you something, Maureen. There is a major development in the Thanksgiving taco innovation front. We, they were delicious, first off. But the next day, the next day, Maureen, uh, my wife's sister said, what if we put these into nachos? What? Maureen, oh. the day after Thanksgiving, we had Thanksgiving nachos, and it was a game changer. It was so good. What happened? We ate them. And they were delicious. That's what we're doing next year. Thanksgiving nachos. <sighs> they were so good. They were so good. They make me excited just thinking about them. Let's just stay here, Dan. Let's just stay here talking about nachos and Stardew Valley and I think that I think that we all need to hold on to those nachos and hold on to that Stardew Valley because I I agree with you. I also my my frogginess jumped out of that pot um quite a bit over the last few weeks. And but also we were sort of given that it was like a pot jump moment where like Trump went off to not golf and uh you know it was a big national holiday and uh everyone kind of took took a little break, but holy cow, I think we are I think we are going to hit the hit the wall of the end of the year in a major way. So I would say bottle up that Stardew and bottle up those nachos and, and everything else. Have something to hang on to because it's well, going to get a little crazy. Yes, I mean, as we talk this week, the big, the kind of big thing that's going on that we have been carefully avoiding is the the vote on the tax plan, which manages to be... It's like a everything plan. Yeah, it's not a tax plan. It's got, it's got every. Yeah, it's. They it literally, it was like, well, we haven't been able to pass any legislation, but people seem to be less annoyed if we call it a tax plan. So let's just throw everything that we can't do otherwise into this. It's gutting healthcare. That they, they somehow have managed to cram legalizing personhood for fetuses into it. I mean, it's a fucking piece of work this thing do you ever play katamari damacy the what where you roll a big ball yeah. over I, a bunch of shit yeah it's a game it's it's the other game that i like it's you roll a ball and it everything sticks to you 
and the rooms are full of like yeah. crazy stuff and like you pick up pizzas and then eventually children that go wah and then like walls and then eventually buildings and cars and then like eventually you're rolling around the world and you're and you're picking up the sky and it goes ba 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 that's what this bill feels like it's like what do we got we got healthcare and tax cuts for the wealthy and it's personhood and we're gonna blow up a rope it's it is everything it's not it's like scrapple no one knows what's in it and it may or may not pass like no one seems to know and it's so confusing and big and terrifying and it's not you can't because it's not like specifically healthcare it's 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 hard to rally around this thing because again it's da, 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 it's it's just a big ball of everything i i i know you were saying words but i was so taken by your katamari soundtrack it's hard to hear the words do you want me to do it quietly under everything you say? Wow. I just want you to do it quietly and I'll listen for a minute. That's what this bill is like. It really is. It's that just felt a bill that great. <laughs> I'm just going to listen to that on loop as I'm editing tonight and I'm feeling stressed out. Do uh, any other songs you want to hear? No, just that one. That one was nice. You very easily entertained. French accent, the Katamari theme. I mean, I am not a sophisticate, Maureen. No, I'm not one of these East Coast liberal elites. I am very easily entertained. You're from Chicago. Give me a French accent. Give me that little voice singing that song. Give me a fart joke. I'm in. Sign me up. Dan, I, I need to move somewhere that's because I have seasonal defective effective. So I should really go somewhere that's warmer and brighter in the winter. Is is Chicago yep. the town for me? Oh, absolutely. Come. It's beautiful is, this time of year. Oh yeah. It's well, super so nice. Tr- is it? Yes. I mean it's a, it's, Chica- it's, it's famous it's, for its winter weather. Is it sunnier? Sure. Why not? And the days are longer and the snow's not yeah, too bad. Like, okay. Sounds good. Be nice to have you as a neighbor. I mean, it sounds like I it know. would be. I got, I got, I easily got a cup of sugar that you can come and borrow anytime. I, I mean, probably got you, two cups. You're really selling it. I mean, you make it sound it's. It's nice. Everyone loves Chicago in the winter. I feel like I've heard about the snow there, though. I mean, I think that... No, you've just heard about the winter. In general. It's famous. It's a famous winter for its winterness. It's great. Just, here's the thing, Maureen. Don't research it. Just book a ticket and come on out. In the winter. There's a house for sale not far from me. You could just just put an offer in, sight unseen. Is that why? Just get it done. This is it, Maureen. This is the conversation that is going to change your life. Is it a nice house? For the better. Probably. I mean, I haven't been in it. How many bedrooms? I'm I'm sure it's great. Well, it's some. It's got bedrooms. Yeah. It's got got rooms. I also don't really like to drive. I don't have to drive there, do I? No. There is a train one block from my house, Maureen. 
Sounds like nice weather, and there's a house there, yeah. and it's it's everything you need, especially the weather. We like weather. Well, I'm feeling pretty sold on this. It's done. Everyone else, come Chicago in the winter. It's the place to be. We can't take it anymore. No. I think that that's the thing that you're hearing from both of us is that we have had it, but it's fine. It's fine to have had it. It is 100% okay to have had it. 100%. Dan, did you think that even say in January, did you think we would sound this coherent by the end of November? Uh, this coherent? Yes. <laughs> Co- coherent? I see. Oh, I, see. No. I see what you're saying. Yeah. We have been rambling a little bit. It's been a little rambly today, but that's okay. Because I think that, I think if we didn't ramble, we'd just be kind of silently staring into the void, which doesn't make for a good podcast. It's okay to ramble. I think that that, because we've had a lot, it's been real lifey. It's been really lifey. Been real lifey. And um, we have been, we have been heavy lifting the life. And uh, and so, yeah, it's fine. It's fine to sort of, it's good to have Stardew Valley and um, it's good to move to Chicago where it's nice and warm and, and sunny and there's a house. Beautiful, year round. And to make turkey tacos and, nachos. you know. Turkey. Sorry. Nachos. Turkey nachos, oh. I'm sorry. They were good. We were all sad when, come Saturday when we could no longer eat any more Thanksgiving nachos. Let's go on the Says Who food list. Oh, it's a definitely on the Says Who food list. So, for you know, for the party, we've got turkey nachos. Dole we've Whip. Got Dole Whip. I've got our official drink that we made up the other day, which was basically right. a pina colada. but It was basically Dole Whip with rum. Which okay, is but fine. It's a, and coconut, which is a pina colada. A pina colada. Okay, it's fine. It's a says who um, cooler, I believe is what we called it. Yep, uh, that's we right. We have water, Watergate salad. Yep. So it's a pretty good Many meal. Many people sent us links to Watergate cake as well. Mm-hmm. I'd eat the shit out of that. Yeah. It, I it a, involved pistachios, if I'm not mistaken. I am a. I grew up very much in the uh, in a time and place where you put pudding mix into cake mix. I made the cake. Yeah. Oh, and you I, know, I, speaking of pudding, Maureen. I love pudding. We had great, we made gray stuffed pie for Thanksgiving. Oh, man. It was good. This is what can happen if you're my neighbor. I'll make gray stuffed pie and I'll call you up and I'll say, Maureen, I'll, I won't, I'll just, I'll pull the string that rings the bell at your house and you'll know. This would be pretty oh, fun. Oh, we could actually. have a whole series of bells like, uh, like down in the basement in, um, Downton Abbey was the English show. Yes, Downton Abbey. I almost said in Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. (laughs) Same same number of syllables. Um, yeah, like in there, we you could we could have a wall of bells at your house that I can just pull when I've made various things, and you can come over. I'd like that. I think this is pretty good. And it's and the weather's nice, so you would you wouldn't need to put on a coat. Just walk over in your house shorts. Really? I mean, I. 
I feel like when I read the Mayor Emanuel story, there were a lot of mentions of ice storms and freezing lakes and snow. Here's and they the lived thing, in a, Maureen. They lived I know in an ice that cave. You're an, I know that you're an author, and so you're familiar with the concept of fiction. I am. It's just a... It, it's like it's you let your imagination run wild sometimes. It's fine in the winter in Chicago, Maureen. And I'll have I'll be like ding and you'll be like, "Oh. Ooh, gray stuff pie. I'll be right over." Oh, it does sound pretty good. Yeah. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with this plan. <sighs> we're making lemons out of lemonade. That's what we're doing. Ooh, you know what we could make with lemons? Lemon icebox pie, which would be another little ding ding bell in your house. That is an amazing pie. Janice makes the hell out of a lemon icebox pie. Says Hovians, we hope you're coping well. In all of this. Yeah, we do. About as well as it's us. It's a lot. This year's been a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot. I just stared into the void there for a minute. Yeah, don't look into the void, Dan. Don't look into the void. Okay, here's the thing, Dan. I just opened up a jar of void mayonnaise, took a big- You did open up some void mayonnaise. put a glop of void mayonnaise on top of my salad. Self-care, usually there's always like a couple of super common sense things that are involved with self-care. Eat something. Yep. Be with people. Physical exercise. Those are good. three good things. Listen to your body. Like, for example, I have acknowledged that I have trouble with this time of year. And finally, I was like, I'm going to get on top of this. And I realized that the hardest part of the day for me, I, I asked Twitter. I was like, you know, does anyone find that when you have the seasonal effective thing that you have a lot of trouble between, say, three and five? And everyone's like, it's the worst. Nothing happens. It's the worst thing ever. And I was like, OK, change your day if you need to. I can do that. I got because I know that's a luxury some people don't have. But like, if there's anything you can do to sort of work with your own pattern, and uh, just got another sad lamp, a travel size because that shit is coming with me, Dan. When I go nice. on tour and when I go away, the the only way they work is with consistency. I've been reading a book on how to use them exactly right. They actually do have great therapeutic value if used correctly and consistently. So. You know, listen to yourselves if you're having a hard time right now. And um, we're going to go into the holidays, Dad. We're going to have fun. December is going to be so fucking fun, Dan, because I fucking love the holidays, Dan. You Dan, do love the, the holidays. I, I fucking love them. And the trees are out, Dan. And I pointed, I said to Oscar, the trees are here. And you know what kind of tree I want? I want a big one. Do it. I'm getting a big tree, Dan. As big as it gets in the doorway of our house. That's how big that tree is going to be. I love it. The whole living room is going to be a tree. It's going to be all tree in here, Dan. You're not going to be able to see anything. It's going to be like a forest with one tree in it. I'm going to be aggressively merry. I love it. I'm going to be so merry. I'm going to be so merry. I love it. Let me tell you at my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around Christmas time. uh, I used to be very grumpy about the fact that we had a uh, weird ceramic Christmas village that my wife's mother had given to me as a Christmas present when I was like 26. Which Christmas village is it? uh, I don't know what it was, 
But uh, we didn't have it for a very long time. And then when our son, who is now 12, was, I don't know, three or four or something like that, we actually set it up and he would like fell in love with it. You know, like he was just like this magical little thing that he could tell himself little stories and all of that. And uh, over time, because of that Grinch like my heart has expanded. And now we have a whole elaborate Christmas village that we have set up with extensive stories uh, most of what we have purchased for it is dog-based. So there's yeah. a dog bakery and a dog training facility and then a giant parade of little ceramic dogs that walk toward the dog bakery over the course of the month of December. But Maureen, this is why I'm excited because I have always sort of like, I've embraced this, but it's fine. There have There is this one little ceramic, I sound insane right now. No, There's this one little ceramic set of figurines that is a uh, a man in a black coat and a black top hat handing something to a small boy. Uh-huh. And years ago, my son referred to them as the spies. <laughs> and so one of the things that always happens is that the spies get hidden around the table that this <gasps> shit gets set up on. And this year, Maureen, because the same people that make the Christmas village make a Halloween village. You may not know this, but the Halloween village I am 100% into, but we don't own any. I ordered gravestones from the Halloween village. And I placed them and the spies are hiding among the gravestones in our Christmas village. My eyes are like saucers right now, Dan. Yeah. I need to know what I need to know what because it, it sounds to me like you have at least pieces of the Dick of the official Dickens Christmas Village of which my mother was an official collector for many years, Whoa. and Whoa. she she started collecting in the late eighties and she had uh, forty to sixty official pieces. Oh wow! She had so many that she had a specially constructed platform that she would erect. My, what, wow. At Christmas, at Christmas time, Dan, our house gets redecorated top to bottom. Like, my mother is very crafty. Like, the pictures are changed. Everything gets, like, beautiful ribbons and, and like, pine cones and, like, every, like, different needle points are put up on the wall. And she had a giant platform in which she would arrange her Dick and Christmas Village. It took three days to set up, Dan. Three days. She wow. had a She had a, a lake cut out of glass a mirrored lake to put the skaters on. Wow! Oh, Dan, we're not playing around. Special snow. This is some next level Christmas villaging. Then it was too big for the platform, so then there were outposts of the village that were like on different parts around the room. And then my dad got a different big TV and that threw the whole thing off. And so now it's like completely rearranged. But um, yeah, at one point she bought the soundtrack, which was on cassette tapes. And it was like cassette tapes that just sounded like Victorian streets and then we were like maybe not and this is the basis for the story that I wrote in a book called Let It Snow and I wrote a book called Let It Snow with uh, John Green and Lauren Miracle and the first story is about a girl whose parents get kidnapped or get arrested on Christmas Eve in a fight that breaks out in a line to get the new release of this Christmas Village piece and like all these people get in a fight and they all get put in the slammer for the night and so that is the basis of this. Uh, I turned that into a story. I like it. I love Christmas. You do. 
I love Christmas. I do love Christmas. It's good. We're going to have so much fun. And no matter what holiday you celebrate next month, Susu's going to be so fun and jolly. We'll have gift ideas, Dan. And we'll make cookies. And oh, it's going to be so great. We're going to wait for Santa. You feel excited, Dan? You feel any better? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I do. Ah. See, sometimes you just got to get oh, like that. Ah. <laughs> oh. Ah. Yeah. There you go. It says who views right now. Just go. Ah, ah, like smile. You should do it like kind of. Ah, ah. Ah, see, you feel really that's good. That's the sound that, of that, smiles. That, yeah, that's the sound ah. of. Like, there you go. That's what you do. And that's how you cheer up. If you're down in dumps and you're just looking at Trump, say ah, and you feel better. If you're down in the dumps when you're looking at Trump, say ah, and you'll ah. feel better. <laughs> See, I think we've developed a coping strategy then, and you thought we were rambling. Uh, that was... Not since you freestyled new words to the theme of It's a Small World have I been so moved by a out-of-nowhere-says-who <laughs> song. I write songs all the time, Dan. All the time. Every day. That was amazing. Yeah. You know who else writes songs, Maureen? I think Ted you're... Leo. Oh, and I he also it. performed our theme music. Oh, he's so great. He is great. He's the best. He's going to be so much. We're going to listen to some Ted Leo at Christmas or whatever holiday. You know who else spreads Christmas cheer, Maureen? Darth. Darth. At Darth on Twitter. They're taking a Twitter break right now, but they have spent many a holiday season brightening people's lives by photoshopping Santa hats onto Twitter avatars. Love you, Darth. Did Darth ever do yours? Maybe. Maybe. I think I think Darth may have done mine. <clears throat> I have. I've blown I up. still, I saved the one that Darth did for me because they, they put a Santa hat not only on me, not only on the goat biting my beard, but on every single person in the background of the photo that is my Twitter avatar. Darth. Our sponsor, Blue Apron, one of the um, one of the recipes they have this week uh, is for mushroom grilled cheese sandwiches with persimmon salad. So I'm just gonna having a look. So for just uh, it's like nine ninety nine a person, something like that, eight ninety nine. <sighs> you get okay in this box, and this We're is not. for four people. No, it's for two We're people. Not sponsored by Blue you get, Apron. Okay, listen to this. You get four slices of bread. They haven't approved this message. Four slices of bread. Four ounces of mushrooms, and it's like a little handful of mushrooms. You get a lemon. Not an approved message. You get an onion. You get a spoonful of vinegar. You get one spoonful of vinegar. <sighs> and you get a little cheese. That's nice. That's totally worth the money. You get an onion. I'm just going to get in trouble someday. You get yourself an onion and a persimmon. I mean, who doesn't want to eat onion and persimmon salad next to a grilled cheese with some mushrooms on it? So four slices of bread, Blue Apron. We'll send you four slices of bread. That sounds nice. That's a nice one. It's vegetarian. If you are not a lawyer for Blue Apron, you can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter or slash Says Who Podcast on Facebook, which is where a burgeoning and exciting and awesome Facebook group has broken out. And you can join it in there. There was a lot of Stardew Valley talk. I'm not on Facebook, but I totally shoulder surfed my wife as she looked at our Facebook. Yeah, group. no, it's it's been really great, and they are playing. I think that we have sold 
I want to get uh, the maker of Stardew Valley on because we have sold a number of, of copies of Stardew Valley. We have sold a lot of Stardew Valley. People just are like, just talk about Stardew Valley all the time. And, you know, I'm not against it. I I think that once we get through some of our life stuff, Maureen, there are two things on my list. Mm-hmm. One is the coping box. Right. We need to revisit that idea. Right. And then one is a spin-off Stardew cast. I think we could just do a full standalone Stardew Valley podcast. Easy. And uh, we should do that. And all the royal wedding coverage. Yep. Um. So and if you're lucky, we're going to be giving you some I- Christmas ideas. But why not get Dan Sinker's book? Um, no. No. Dan. Instead... Pre-order Maureen's books. She has two books coming out in 2018, which is already a sign that 2018 is going to be better than 2017 when she had zero books. That's true. Did you or no? Did you have one book come out at the beginning? No, I had. Uh, no. I didn't have any books come out this year. Cause... Yeah. So there you go. Already we're looking better, but you can pre-order her books. I'll link those up in the show notes again. And you get to support some awesome indie bookstores in the process. Yeah, that's why I don't mind saying it, because uh, especially, uh, and it's not especially, but Blue Willow in Boston, which is a great store, and it's in Boston, and it's incredibly helpful to me, and you get a sticker and a signed book, but, like, you don't have to, obviously. Like, don't worry about it. But you should. Yeah, but, like, This is the thing. You should. Maureen can't hear us right now, so I'm just talking to you directly. I can, actually. I'm right here. You should order. You should order her book. Because, number one, it's going to be great. I'm currently rereading her trilogy that she released about ghosts, and it's fantastic. So this one's going to be even more fantastic. So, And you get to support great bookstores, and you get to support someone who deserves your support. So, okay, I'm going to go back, and now she'll hear me again. And uh, but I'm gonna pretend like I didn't say any of that. All right, so uh, you can email us at hey that is h e y at says I heard that I was right here, Dan. Uh, right, yeah, that they should email us at hey h e y at says Yes, you could hear that because I said it into the microphone. And remember, of course, that our promotional code with Blue Apron is. Slash says who podcast just there's no put that on the end and you get free eight weeks of uh, of blue apron. It's not true. None of those things are true. Uh, But Maureen just said none of that's true. Just try it out. It's excessively packaged, but you get an onion in a giant box. So you know there is no thing there. Blue apron. None. We'll mail you an onion. No. Join us on December thirteenth for our next episode. With, man, that is our holiday episode, isn't it? Because the one after will be right in that sweet spot for releasing uh, content known as the week between Christmas and New Year's. Oh, boy, oh boy. So December 13th is our, is our, uh, is our God, that's going to have to be our holiday spectacular, isn't it? I'm going to, Dan, I'm ready. My body is ready for that. You've come to the right person. That is going to yeah. jingle like motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I love Santa. I am, Dan, it's gonna be great. We're gonna fucking jingle. Jingle, jingle. You're gonna you're gonna come off of that episode on December thirteenth, jingling, whether you like it or not, god damn it. That's right. I'm gonna pull this podcast car right over if you're not jingling, is what I'm saying. That's right. That's right. That's the spirit. That's that's right, yeah. Dan. Now you got it, Dan. Huh. Now ah!
See? I had to give a little smile there. There you go. See? You came in all more, but you came out all raw. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta blow my nose. I'm Hear just... my smiles? Let's <laughs> <laughs> blow my nose down there. <laughs> oh, that smile made me cough. Uh, it's, <laughs> my throat hurts now. I really caught that I'm last re- <laughs> smile right in the back of my throat. <laughs> I got the kind of chest cough at the end of the end of the cold. Uh, yeah. Well, from my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. And remember, Blue Apron is. Um, ah, look, Dan, just say just, from my closet in New York, just, I'm Maureen Johnson. Just let just me finish. Just. Just, just, let, just let me finish. Just because I feel like we haven't really—you've never really let me ch- give me a chance to kind of. It's affordable and it comes to your Blue Apron. It's um. It's not. It's, it's not a thing. It's overpriced, it's but it fits in with we're the current not, mode of that we're that we live in now, which is like don't go like, out and like just get shit not, delivered to your door in boxes. No, Who cares about the world? Not a good, get an onion. No. It's not a thing that we should do. From my closet in New York City, I'm Blue Apron. Oh, uh, you had me there. Uh-huh. <laughs>